وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد All praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We praise him, we seek forgiveness from him We seek help from him We seek refuge with Allah from the evil of our uh, souls And from the sins that are our deeds And whosoever guides no one and misguide and whosoever Allah allows to be misguided has no one to guide him. And I bear witness that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is one and he has no partners. La sharika la. And I bear witness that Muhammad وسلم, is his last and final messenger. May Allah's peace and blessings be upon him and his household and his companions, all of them. Qala Allah Ta'ala, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullaha haqqa tuqatih wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun. O you who believe, have taqwa of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, fear him and have hopes in him, and he's worthy, as he's worthy of having taqwa of him, and do not die except as Muslims. يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما O you who believe have taqwa of Allah and speak truthfully He will fix your deeds and He will forgive you your sins Whosoever obeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم for sure He has succeeded a great success. فإن خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحديث محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة مستنا. For really, the best of speech is the book of Allah, and the best of guidance is the guidance of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم. And the worst of the matters are the innovations, and every innovation is bid'ah, and every bid'ah is misguidance, and every misguidance is in the fire. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the Qur'an using several beautiful, eloquent, uh, and comprehensive adjectives. 
For instance, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the Qur'an as Huda, as a guide. The Qur'an uh, guides us toward the divine. It guides us towards our salvation, our success in this life, and it guides us toward success in the hereafter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also describes the Qur'an as Rahmah, as a mercy. And it is one of the manifestations of His infinite mercy upon us as human beings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also describes the Qur'an as Noor, as a light, as illumination. The Qur'an illuminates our hearts and our minds and it fills it with guidance and direction and purpose. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also describes the Qur'an as Shifa, as a cure. The Qur'an is a cure for all our spiritual ailments as well as our physical ailments and diseases. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also describes the Qur'an as Bushra, as good news and glad tidings, that whosoever believes in the Qur'an and reads it and understands it and follows its guidance and then they are given the good news of forgiveness and pardon and mercy and grace and being admitted into the paradise and the eternal paradise that Allah has prepared for the believers. The beautiful and eloquent and divine words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are a source of guidance, mercy, light and cure and good news that are meant to penetrate our hearts. And for, for it to be fully affected by, for us to be fully affected by the words of the Qur'an, for the words of the Qur'an, for the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fully penetrate our hearts, we should have a real, intimate, uh, emotional attachment to the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that foundation of our spiritual and emotional connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has its foundation in love. Just as we love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we should love his speech, his words, his book, his message that he has conveyed through Muhammad sallallahu uh, in the Quran. And, and thus we're supposed to love his speech more than anything in this world, uh, more than any other speech in this world. And when we love the Quran, it means that our hearts are attached to the Quran emotionally and are, we are connected to it. And we would want at that time, when we have that connection with uh, the Qur'an, we would want to spend more time studying the Qur'an, reading the Qur'an, reciting the Qur'an, understanding the Qur'an, as well as studying it and teaching it to others. And most importantly, obviously, to implement its guidance and its teachings into our daily lives. First and foremost, our love of the Qur'an is expressed by reciting it and understanding its message and finally to implement its um, guidance into our lives. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when He talks about uh, the impact of the Qur'an on us as human beings, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes, إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَذِكْرَى لِمَنْ كَانَ لَهُ قَلْبٌ أَوْ أَلْقَى السَّمْعَ وَهُوَ شَهِيدٌ 
Verily, in the Quran, there is a reminder for those who have hearts that are open and you know, open to, the, to receiving the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they listen to it attentively when it's being recited or when they're reciting it themselves. So we are supposed to fall in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the Quran. And we're supposed to, you know, let the Quran pull on the strings of our heart. You know, to let the Quran emotionally affect us. And his words are supposed to, uh, you know, his words are supposed to have an effect to, uh, to us that have to do with the emotion love. Uh, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself describes how you know, believers who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are affected by the words of the Qur'an. Allah says, Allah nazzala ahsan al-hadithi kitaban mutashabihan matani taqshaidru minhu juludu al-ladhina yakshawna rabbahum thumma talinu juluduhum wa kuluguhum ila dhikrillah thalika huda Allahi yahdi bihi man yasha wa man yudhlilillahu fama lahu minhaad Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the most beautiful message, a book that is consistent with repeated lessons. And the skins and hearts of the believers or the people who fear their Lord, their sustainer, their creator, their, um, you know, there's the, the Rabb that, you know, uh, whoever fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their skins crawl and their hearts, they, you know, they are affected by the Qur'an. They tremble because of it. And then he says, Then their skins and their hearts become calm and peaceful with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So on the one hand, when we read anything about the punishment of the hellfire or the, you know, the scenes from the Day of Judgment that are vividly described in the Qur'an, our hearts should tremble with that and our skins should crawl and we should get goosebumps and we should have uh, shivers down our spine you know listening to those vivid descriptions because they're not just stories they are actual words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his mercy in his rahmah he has revealed to us beforehand so we will know and prepare for that time inshallah and that is the guidance with which he guides whom he wills and whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows to be led astray when there is no one to guide him. So in this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is describing how we're supposed to feel when we recite the Quran. As I mentioned, what type of emotion we're supposed to have, what type of reaction we are supposed to have. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down the most beautiful of messages in this book, the most beautiful scripture. This is actually a very beautiful and very accurate description of the Quran itself. The beauty of, of the Quran is something we witness, we experience, we feel when we read or we hear it being recited. It is a miraculous book that it, ha it contains words that are divine, that are the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kitabam mutashabiham matani. It is a book that is perfectly consistent in, from the beginning to the end and then back again in its message without any contradictions whatsoever. And it has repeated lessons for us, reminders over and over again, so we do not forget 
whenever we open the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will find reminders of uh, the different punishments that await people who deny the message of the Quran and the different rewards that are awaiting the people who uh, follow and implement and understand and learn from uh, the message of the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes how we're supposed to react when we hear the, Quran, uh, the verses of the Quran. Those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their skins crawl, as I said, their skins crawl when they hear certain verses of the Quran. When we read the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking about the day of judgment and the various things that will happen on that, on that day, we actually feel a shiver sent down our spine. Now we should ask ourselves, are we feeling that or are we missing out on, you know, really emotionally being connected? And I will talk about in a little bit about how we can make, you know, establish that connection if we are missing that. Obviously, um, there are other verses that, you know, when you read them, they will tell you about the ahkam, they will tell you about, uh, you know, what to do in certain cases. But the verses that are being discussed in this ayah are mostly to do with, you know, emotional attachment type verses. You know, when they are reading other verses of the Quran, their hearts are filled with peace and tranquility. And you know, obviously, when we read about the rahmah of Allah, the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa taala, and the many bounties that He has got awaiting for us in the Jannah, and the many bounties that He has given us here in this life. Our hearts are filled with peace. When we read about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we fall in love with his attributes, we fall in love with him because we understand you know how merciful, how generous, how kind he is. And this is the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the Quran is being addressed to our hearts and minds. We're supposed to be emotionally connected to it. And when we recite the Quran with understanding, we should feel that is pulling at our heart's strings. And we see this manifest in the life of uh, the Prophet Muhammad When he recited the Quran, it was not a passive reading of the Quran. It was an act, active uh, activity that he was actively engaged in. He would, you know, read slowly and with, you know, measured manner and you know, with understanding, obviously, and then, you know, he would respond to the various ayahs of the Qur'an when there was, you know, uh, Allah was being glorified, he would pause and glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when there was punishment being men mentioned, he would pause and seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from his punishment. And whenever there was uh, mention of the bounties and Jannah and, and those things, he would make dua for achieving those successes, right? So he was an active, uh, you know, interaction with, you know, he was in active interaction with the Quran. It, it was as if he is talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the Quran. And we should all aspire to do the same. So for example, I mean, this is a famous one where, you know, uh, when Rasulullah he would listen to some of the ayahs. In this case, uh, at the end of Surah Tateen, he would uh, listen to or recite 
Alayhi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam al Hakimin, and he would pause. Um, you know, is it Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala the best of judges? He would respond by saying, "Bala wa ana ala dalika min al-shahidin." Of course, and I'm to that a witness. The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam also demonstrated to us that the Quran is not something mechanical. It's not something ritual. It's not something just like a devotional practice that we get either from it just from reading it. Of course, there is that aspect of it where you pick up the Quran, you just recite it, and you expect that there will be a reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just based on the fact that you are actually reciting it. But other than that, there is a much deeper emotional connection that we should have when we read the Quran because it's a message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Especially when we see rebirths that come back to Islam, when they read the Quran, they are like, you know, so moved because they are reading it for the first time. As Muslims, we kind of take it for granted and say, okay, this is the Quran, I'm reading it. Good, I'm going to get reward from it. But there is, you know, we should pause and reflect upon it and ponder upon the ayahs of the Quran and try to learn its, uh, you know, its substance, its meaning, what Allah is uh, talking about. If every one of us did that, all of the Muslims did that, it would be a different community altogether because we don't really, you know, uh, get that emotional attachment to the Quran yet, then we kind of miss out on that aspect. And the Prophet used to be moved to tears. We should ask ourselves how many times we have been moved to tears. Occasionally you might find yourself, <coughs> you know, uh, listening to the Qur'an behind a party, behind somebody who's reciting it really well, and he's pausing at uh, certain ayahs, and you happen to ponder, and you might find that, you know, you, you have tears in your eyes because of that, right? But that should be all the time, that we should be able to listen to any verses of the Qur'an and say, you know, SubhanAllah, this is amazing what Allah is saying in this ayah. But we lack that because I'll talk about it because we uh, sometimes don't even understand what he's talking about, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about. Uh, and also we see that in the lives of the Sahaba, the companions of the uh, Prophet it used to be a, you know, uh, a living practical reality that the Quran had for them. It was something that they would listen to and revere that this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what we are hearing are commands or prohibitions or you know things that we should do and we should abstain from right so for example when the ayahs about the prohibition of alcohol came in uh, in the Quran uh, the Sahaba immediately they didn't wait they immediately uh, dumped all their you know, alcoholic beverages and the streets of Medina were flowing with wine when that, that message came down. Right? So, you know, when we listen to the messages of the Quran, we shouldn't just say that this is something for somebody, but it's meant for us as Muslims and we are supposed to listen to it and, you know, if we don't understand the meaning, obviously there is translations, there is scholars locally that we can refer to and find out what it actually means. But for the most part, a lot of the Quran is um, very straightforward and easy to understand if we just open our hearts to it. As we can see from these examples that the Quran emotionally moved uh, the Prophet and the Sahaba and we should 
also strive to build that emotional connection. So we feel that we are moved to tears. Our, our skins are, you know, they, our skin crawls when we listen to some of these ayahs, some of these verses. And we feel a shiver down our spine when we listen to some of them, right? And our hearts melt with love when we hear about the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So how do we develop this connection, this emotional connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's uh, words, with the Qur'an? And how do we, uh, you know, feel the feelings that we are meant to feel when we read the Qur'an? And uh, for that, I'm going to give you three very concrete steps that you can take starting today to implement these things in yourself so you can benefit more from the Qur'an. What are they? Number one, learn about Allah SWT and we're fall in love with Allah SWT, our creator and uh, our sustainer, the, you know, the very loving God that Allah Taala is. We should really understand who He is from the many descriptions, many names and attributes that He has Himself described in, in the Quran about Himself. So open up uh, the book of Allah and wherever you see Allah Taala being mentioned and described, Ghafoor uh, Rahim, in the, uh, uh, you know, yeah, all of the, you know, of the all wise, the, you know, most powerful, all of these are attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the, the most kind, the most, uh, you know, loving, al-wadud, al-ghafoor, al-qadir, you know, all of these are his attributes that are mentioned in the Quran. When we study them through translations or through our own uh, ability in Arabic, we begin to appreciate uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the more we learn about him, the more we will fall in love with him. And the more, you know, we love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we would love his words and his book and his messages and we would want to, I mean, it doesn't, um, you know, take a genius to see that, you know, if we have a love for somebody, we would want to learn more about them. And the more we, you know, love somebody, we would want to hear what they have to say. So that same thing goes in, you know, وَلِلَّهِ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more we learn about Him, the more we want to uh, learn about His message in the Qur'an. That's number one. Number two, when we approach the Qur'an, we should, op uh, you know, we should approach it with humility. You know, not with, you know, our pre preconceived notions or whatever we heard or read in the media or whatever, you know, we might have have you know thought about the Quran. We should open up our hearts and say, okay, this is the book of guidance. You know, oh Allah, I'm opening my heart to guidance and light. Guide me and show me the light so I can be guided. Right? So once you open up your hearts and be humble with it, you can receive that guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the words of the Quran. Okay? So how we approach it is very, very important. And number three, finally, you know, this may be very important, the most important for our gathering here. Um, um, you know, the greatest challenge is a lot of times we don't understand what the Quran, uh, the words in the Quran means. So, you know, if you're not, um, you know, familiar, familiarize yourself with the vocabulary of the Quran. 
You know, there are, uh, you know, resources out there that will get you more familiar with the words that are used in the Quran. Uh, if you don't know Arabic, try to learn as much Arabic as you possibly can to, to learn the Book of Allah, to understand the Book of Allah in its original language. Um, you know, some scholars used to uh, say that, you know, the learning of the Arabic language is, an, is a fard on every Muslim. Although it is a minority opinion, um, it goes a long way to show you that, you know, what uh, people, uh, some scholars will say that, you know, because understanding the Quran is an obligation in every Muslim, and without the knowledge of Arabic, it's almost impossible to understand the Quran, uh, unless you rely on very, very good translations, and still it doesn't do justice to what the Quranic words actually contain. So give yourself that benefit, that added advantage. Learn Arabic uh, as much as you can. And if you cannot learn Arabic, at least learn the vocabulary of the Quran. And uh, you know, every one of us should have a translation, a favorite translation that we should have, that we need to be able to understand. That we, you know, uh, that helps us in understanding the Quran. Uh, in, in the language that we're comfortable with, be it in English or Urdu or whatever other language that you might speak, right? So you should have a very um, good translation, hopefully recommended by people that you can get your hands on. And uh, it should be, uh, you know, an active activity learning the Quran. It should not be like a passive thing where you're just leisurely, you know, whenever you have time. You actually should have time allocated for studying the Quran and should underline and highlight, you know, and study it properly and actively. So this will give you that, that you know, uh, resource to be able to get connected in the Quran. Obviously, there are things like, you know, you read the Quran in your salah, read the Quran in Qiyam al read the Quran, you know, in seclusion when nobody's looking. So you get the most benefit from uh, from the recitation of the Quran and understand it. And obviously, you know, take that first step to understand and learn. And after that, inshallah, uh, uh, implement it and teach it and the other rites of the Quran that go uh, with that. So, uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the ability to understand and read the Quran often and reflect upon its meanings and to learn it, to teach it, and to implement it in our daily lives. May the Quran be the, a proof for us on the, and not a proof against us on the day of judgment. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevate us with the Quran and not disgrace us. هذا وصلوا وسلموا على نبيكم كما أمركم بذلك فكم فقال إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت وباركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم وحد صفوف المسلمين اللهم احفظ المسلمين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم إنا نسألك الخير كله عادله وآدله ما علمنا منه وما لم نعلم ونعوذ بك من الشر كله عادله وآدله ما علمنا منه وما لم نعلم 
اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وعبدك ورسولك ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذ بك ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذ به عبدك ورسولك اللهم إنا نسألك الجنة وما قرب إليها من قول وعمل ونعوذ بك من النار وما قرب إليها من قول وعمل ونسألك أن تجعل كل قضاء قضيته لنا خيرا عباد الله إن الله يأمركم بالعدل والإحسان وإتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغض يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه يزدكم واستغفروه يغفر لكم واتقوه يجعل لكم من أمركم مخرجا وأقم الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين نعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إذا زلزلت الأرض زلزالها وأخرجت الأرض وثقالها وقال الإنسان ما لها يومئذ تحدث أخبارها بأن ربك أوحى لها يومئذ يصدر الناس واشتاتا ليروا أعمالهم فمن يعمل مثقال ذرة خيرا يرى ومن يعمل مثقال ذرة شرا يرى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمدا الهاكم التكاثر 
حتى زرتم المقابر كلا سوف تعلمون ثم كلا سوف تعلمون كلا لو تعلمون علم اليقين لترن الجحيم ثم لترنها عين اليقين ثم لتسألن يومئذ عن النعيم الله أكبر سمع الله حميدا السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله